Hello and welcome to this episode of the You've Got It podcast by Ashiel. Today's episode is going to be a short one, but before I get into it, I want to quickly address something I discussed in the in the last episode. I talked about my dad's constant criticism and how I could possibly address the situation. How I was considering sending him um, a message, maybe an email, to tell him to ask him to consider how he talks to people, whether he's being supportive or being negative. But before I sent the message, I decided to read uh, a book that I had on my wish list for some time. And these two events are unrelated. What I mean is that I did not read the book in preparation for in preparation to send the message to my dad. No, but it's just funny how the universe works, right? How God communicates to us or communicates with us. You see, the message I wanted to send to my dad was with the intention to make things better and possibly make him realize that the constant criticism can be damaging to other people's self-image and hopefully get him to refrain from doing it. And my approach was to criticize him, right? Or those I was going to try to do it in a subtle way. And as I, as, as I now think about it, I see the irony in my approach, right? Anyway... The book I started reading, maybe some of you are familiar with it. It's called um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's one of the most popular books on human relationships. I had that book in my wish list for at least six months. And I decided to finally read it recently after I thought about um, addressing the situation with my father. Again, unrelated events. The reason I say it's funny how the universe communicates with us is because the very first chapter of that book says to never criticize anybody. Wow. I had guidance right then and there. It made sense. So instead, I sent my dad a loving message. Instead of sending him the original message that I thought to create and criticizing him, I sent him a loving message to say how much I appreciate him and I focus on his qualities, some, some qualities that I admire in him, in him. One thing that's mentioned in the book is how people do their best given the, the, the circumstances. And I know my dad always means well. And maybe given the same circumstances, I don't do nearly as well as he does. And I know it always comes from a good place. So I just reiterated the things that I appreciate about him and thanked him for what he's done for us, me and my siblings, all our lives. I think that message was well received. Um, and as far as our relationship, relationship, I think we can continue to build on that, right? Um, I've decided that I don't want to criticize my dad or anybody again for that matter. Instead, I'm going to focus on the things I appreciate. So that's that's about it on that situation, right? And I think it's just interesting how we get clarity on certain situations. On the last episode, I wasn't sure criticizing him would have been the best way to address the situation. And obviously, it wasn't. Because essentially, it's doing the same thing I was reproaching him. And that's hypocrit- hypocritical. And I'm glad I got that message, that clarity through the book. So thank you, Del Carnegie. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Yeah, it, it, the reason it's so, so funny to me is because it's not the first time I got my answer from from books, like clear answers to questions that I had um, previously. So I'm, I am grateful for that guidance. Thank you, God.
But today I wanted to talk about something that impacts us greatly, most of us unconsciously. And that's the reason why our beliefs are so strong. Have you ever wondered why we have such strong beliefs? I believe it's because of something called confirmation bias. A quick Google search will show that confirmation bias means the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. In other words, confirmation bias is the reinforcement of one's belief by circumstances. What do I mean by that? If you believe something, if you believe something, right, you tend to reinforce that belief by observing your belief in nature and in circumstances that uphold such beliefs. We have a tendency to pay greater attention to anything that supports our beliefs while ignoring any evidence that may reject them, thus reinforcing our beliefs, making your beliefs even stronger. As that's the case, you have three components in play that impact each other, right? You have your beliefs, your behaviors, and your results. Your beliefs impact your behavior and your behavior determine the results you get in life. And through confirmation bias, your results or circumstances reinforce your beliefs. So it's like a constant loop where each component influences the next one. Now, which is the source? The beliefs, the behaviors, or the results? Which one determines what the loop looks like? What's the, ori- the what's the origin the originator? I guess. I think most most people will believe that the results are what determine the belief. That people see the circumstances and that that determines the belief. But see, it doesn't even make sense because the results simply, by the name alone, cannot come first. The results are always a function of something else. It's the result as, you know, it's a response to to, to something prior, right? And clearly the behavior has to be motivated or determined by something else. That's why you have to believe that the belief is what comes first. The belief is the driver of this three-way loop. It must be the source of our behaviors and the results we get in life. Now, why do I talk about this? The reason I talk about this is because anybody who wants to change anything in their life, whether it's social, financial, career-wise, relationship-wise, they cannot just look at their results and try to change them or simply change their behaviors, for example. Well, actually, they can they can try, but it wouldn't be the most effective way to do it. There's a thing called the knowing and doing gap. Whereas we know what we need to do to get the results that we want, and yet we don't do it. Why is that? Well, you have to go to the source of the issue. So if there's something that doesn't work in your life, the first question you have to ask yourself is what are my beliefs around these things? The moment you can examine your beliefs around these things, 
and you are honest with yourself, you are going to realize that your results are a reflection of your beliefs. Let me give you an example. I'm going to use money and wealth because I think that's something that's easy to appreciate. I've had people telling me before, you cannot be rich without hurting people. Let's say somebody holds that belief and yet they want to be a good person. Whether whether consciously or unconsciously, their behavior is going to be that of somebody who wants to become rich. I'm sorry, their behavior is not going to be that of somebody who wants to become rich because they do not want to be associated with being a bad person. So they're not going to do the things they need to become rich. Because to them, it means they will be a bad person unless they accept to be a bad person to become rich. Another example, and this is even more subtle. In movies, a lot of times, the wealthy people are evil. They are selfish. They want to accumulate wealth at the detriment of others. Now, if you don't question this belief and just accept it as the truth, and it becomes emotionalized or, or is accepted by your subconscious. Now, it beco- now this becomes part of your paradigm within your subconscious mind. This means it becomes part of your belief system and part of your programming, right? And so if you believe yourself to be a good person, then you don't want to become wealthy because you are associated being wealthy with being bad, Right? Instead of holding such belief, you can, for example, you can believe that being wealthy is your birthright or being wealthy is the result of contributing to the world. Another example, the church sometimes says it's harder for a wealthy person to go to heaven compared to a poor person. So if you want to be a good person, which most people want, by the way, most people want to be good. Or be seen as good and if that's the case then you probably don't want to become rich maybe not consciously but unconsciously so i think that's why you see a lot of people saying that they want to achieve financial freedom they want to become rich you see a lot of people saying that they want to become wealthy and yet they're not there they may be smart people but they're not there the reason for that is their paradigm their beliefs around money and being wealthy you have to examine your beliefs around money or around any situation, anything that doesn't work in your life. So if you want to change your results, if you want to change anything in your life, first start by examining your beliefs around that situation. Because trust me, that is what determines the results you get in life. By determining your behavior, whether you are conscious of it or not, that's the case. That's just the, that's just the truth. And I want to leave you with a quote that expresses this idea very well. And the quote is by Dr. Carl Jung. And the quote is by, uh, by Carl Jung, who's considered the father of psychology. Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So if you're not getting the results you want, it is not fate. It's because your behaviors are determined by some unconscious beliefs that you have. Examine those and you can change your behavior and you can change the results that you get in life. 
I'm going to keep it short today, but I think this is a powerful lesson. Examine your beliefs, question them, ask yourself what you really believe in areas of your life that you like to improve. And believe me, as always, you've got it. Thank you.